Today's episode of Retailers is brought to you by Russell's Heating, Cooling, Plumbing and Electric. They're a family owned and operated company out of Chesapeake that offers prompt, reliable and courteous service for homes and businesses throughout the Hampton Roads area. Their experienced and superbly trained team can diagnose, repair, install and maintain just about any heating, cooling, plumbing and electrical component in your home. Visit russellshvac.com or call 757-809-2192. And welcome to today's episode of the Retailers Podcast. I'm Kylie Ross-Seibert and once again joined by my co-host, Abby Shiano. Welcome, everyone. And today we are so lucky to have Tim Dooley from the Retro Den on our podcast. So, Tim, can you just get us started here and tell us a little bit about your business and the unique things that you make? Because we know, but our audience is not. Sure thing. Hi, my name is Tim Dooley. I am one half of what used to be the Retro Den. Now I'm 100%. Uh, I started this little venture with my daughter when she was 10 years old. Uh, something fun to do on the weekends. And I'm sorry, here I'm the lighting guy with poor lighting in my little makeshift studio here. Uh, but it was something fun to do on the weekends. She wanted to learn about power tools. She was very interested in, in the fact that uh, some of the tools had boys' names. Why is it called a Phillips screwdriver? Why is it called a plumb bob? So it was very cute. And uh, I wanted to teach her how to use power tools and uh, public speaking. So we would go to events. Uh, I wanted her to think outside the box and I wanted her to learn how to repurpose things and not see them for just what they were, but what they could be. So to that end, it's worked. Uh, She's 18 going off to college and she's done very well for herself, not working retail. That was the fifth of all the items to uh, focus on. So um, after that, so about five years ago, it it was just me and I would go to the events and sometimes she would come along. Um, And it started with with um, a cocktail shaker at a place uh, that I visited that every time I went to turn, uh, it was a cocktail shaker lamp, and every time I went to turn it on, it would tip over. And being an engineer, that frustrated the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, I, I found one at the thrift store, and I made it for my mom for a birthday present. She loved it. Her friends loved it. People in the family liked it. So I started making more and more, and then I decided to drop them off at Urban Castaways when they were uh, mm-hmm. still open uh, where the uh, 757 um, Reuse Center is on, I believe that's that's Granby. So it, it kind of took on a life of its own when eight of the 10 lamps that I dropped off sold and it was incredibly what they priced them for. And I was very impressed and I decided, let me try this as a part-time venture. Uh, and it's worked out very well. I've met some uh, great people. Uh, we're, we are a philanthropic venture and uh, a good percentage of what I make goes to my daughter's orphanage in China. We haven't contributed for two years because it's been with COVID. Everything's been not moving as well as it could, but this year we're restarting. And uh, I make upwards of six to 10 lamps a year with profits going to Susan G. Coleman in memory of my sister who passed away in 2010. Oh, wow. That's a great cause. Um, you mentioned uh, engineering's your background. So uh, having this sort of becoming more and more of your time, tell us a little bit, bit about your background then um, in engineering, how you came, you know, and what you, what you do or what were you doing in the engineering field? Got it. So I am the product of a, my father was a marine engineer and worked into becoming a maritime lawyer. So using his engineering background and shipboard background to become a maritime lawyer. Um, interesting enough, he was uh, representative of the World War II contingency of the groundbreaking of the World War II Memorial because he and a few other people were the ones who made uh, the Merchant Marine part of that World War II Memorial. At first, they were not considering Merchant Marine. 
and part of that. So my dad has the engineering skills. My mom um, is a self-taught designer and artist. She did ceramic. She did paintings. She took a swatch from a curtain uh, and she turned into a full mural at this beautiful 14-room Victorian home up in North Jersey where I grew up. And people would come in amazed at what she did. Instead of using uh, paper borders around the top of the, uh, the walls, the ceiling, she would paint the stencils and paint, hand paint the borders herself in this God. very gorgeous Victorian home in North Jersey. So yeah, it was, uh, so I'm a hybrid. <laughs> I'm yeah, a hybrid. I, I was wondering where the creative side came from. So the, yeah, that's your mom. That's my mom. Mom forced me, forced me to take a class at a public service electric and gas uh, facility. They had a basement where they had all this neat stuff set up to teach kids how to do stuff. And there was a Saturday morning where they had, they would teach you how to make a lamp. It was a kit. Mm-hmm. And I remember making the darn thing. And I'm at 10 years old thinking, this is too easy. <laughs> this is, it's a base. It's a, a piece where the wire goes through and you put the lamp, sock it in and a light bulb and you put a lampshade on. That's a lamp. And I'm like, it's really just too easy. <laughs> oh, that's great. So the retro den, obviously the word retro, you know, makes sense. Um, but how did you come up with the whole, you know, branding of it, the retro den? So the name came to me and then I found out there was a place called the Retro Den in, I think it's in Arkansas of all places. Uh, they've since gone under, but I, my fiance, Belle Lansdale, who you interviewed uh, a few months back, she uh, obtained the website through her uh, sister-in-law in Peru. So we got that. I was very happy that that website was available. Yeah. Um, and um She's an so artist in her own right too. She's an incredible artist. She really is. And uh, and you interviewed her with her tax business, and which is utterly amazing in and of itself. You know, to speak, already speak three languages, and then learn the language of taxes, which I think is just phenomenal. So, um, so the, the retro idea was I've always honored. Um, I've always liked made in America, and here I am with my daughter adopted from China, doing all this honoring made in the USA. A little tongue in cheek, and she's been very good about that. Um, but I've always appreciated American manufacturing and the quality and and how it lasts forever. And, uh, I would find some of these cocktail shakers and percolators and teapots that were made in the USA. And if you find them and they have no dents on them, they look like they just came off the showroom floor. They they're pristine. Here they are 80, a hundred years later, and they still look good and they're bulletproof and they work. I had a, Someone gave me a Cuisinart coffee maker where you put the beans in, you put the water, it grinds up the beans and it spits it all out into the, the, uh, the drip coffee maker. And the door kept opening and it spilled coffee all over the place. I called Cuisinart, they wouldn't make good on it because they said it was more than two years old. I said, I've only had it for, <laughs> only had it for two years. I have it two years old. I said, I got a percolator from 1907. <laughs> it still works. <laughs> so they wouldn't make good on that. So I really... Uh, uh, honor American quality and workmanship. And it's really hoping American manufacturing would come back in some way, shape or form, but we'll see, we'll see. But it's, I really do, when you see some of the stuff that was made, automobiles, um, light fixtures, um, mid-century modern just appeals to me, that whole, I I really like that TV show, Mad Men, and how Mm -hmm. guys wore suits and hats and women were impeccably dressed and whether you were going to the store or going to church or going to work, you you dressed to the nines. There were no blue jeans. It was nothing like that. So yeah. it's an impressive time in American history. 
You never know. It might just circle back again. It might. So, Tim, um, where do you make all of your creations? Like, are you home based? Do you have a studio? studio I'm home based. I have I have a workshop that I'm trying to develop. But in the meantime, my kitchen is my laboratory. (laughs) (laughs) So I would go through waves where uh, the kitchen would be messy through the late summer and fall and then sell November, December, Jan- or uh, October, November, December. And then January, things slow down a little bit, clean up. Um, in addition to the, uh, the my professional career as an engineer, I'm also dabbling in real estate where I have a few properties where I try to maintain, maintain those as well. So it's a, a lot of juggling, but I really, really enjoy it, especially uh, uh, when people see what you do and honor uh, um, that time in America when stuff was like the gold standard of, of, of uh, world excellence, uh, everything from from automobiles, televisions, radios, and then all of a sudden it started to shift over. Stuff was made in Japan, then it was made in other parts of Asia. Now it's made mostly in China. So it's it's I'd like to see that come back, but I don't know if that ever really will. So it's nice to honor that, and I do that at the Painted Tree with my buddy Eric Warden from Bob FM. He and I share that same. Uh, love of all things vintage and he got that from his mom as well so um, it's uh, it's neat I to was be going a- to bring up the painted tree because I was just you know perusing there a few weekends ago and then I stumbled upon Tim's creations and I looked at my boyfriend and I was like I know this guy he is one of our <laughs> members and so um along with the painted tree where are some other places people can find your lamps so I I am slowly transitioning out of the play art exhibit Mm-hmm. what used to be the pottery barn yeah. in uh, MacArthur Mall. They've had their issues. They're trying to fix things up. But the uh, the owner of the place said, yeah, we're not we're not getting the sales that we, we should. We're now going to give things away. It's a very philanthropic venture. If you haven't been to play yet, I think they joined, didn't they, Kylie? They did. They're one they of did. our members. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Bar- Barney John is an upcycler in his own right. He's from Iran. He came here, went to college, and never went back. Um, mm-hmm. And he has turned what used to be the pottery barn into this phenomenal uh, art exhibit that changes every week. Uh, It's a vision of Norfolk 500 years in the future. The waters of global warming have receded and it reveals a city made of trash. Mm -hmm. And it says the people who live there are the trash people. And everything in the art exhibit is made from stuff that have been donated, like from thrift stores, junk, found in the trash. but he's a very, very eclectic guy. From a guy who was in the finance world to go into art, uh, very amazing. And that's cool. Such a very yeah. Good. So the, the other location is in the Vibe District, um, right next to the 17th Street Marketplace. So it's it's a little unknown because from Monday to Friday, it's a real estate store. It's a, a real estate office. And on the weekends, they open their doors for artists to put, artists have their artwork permanently mounted on the walls. They have, um, they, they're not charged rent. And all they have to do is uh, donate 10% of the profit from their sales to their local charity. Is that Vertical Vibe? Vertical Vibe, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cindy and Dennis Hauser are an amazing couple to offer their real estate space. They said, hey, we're in the middle of the Vibe District. We should, we have these, all these walls, two huge rooms for their office. They have a big meeting room and then desks in the other side. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really a great venture. Um, some of the best artists in the area are there, as well as people who are up and coming. And um, it's 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 a great spot. It's a really great spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, the um, 
the nonprofit that works out of there is, is also working class karma with That's Lori right. Dunn. You've had Lori Dunn on before, and I was the one who told I told her to to meet you. So yeah. it's, uh, it's I believe in what I believe in what Retail Alliance is doing for the small business owner, and I'm I feel like I'm a small business owner. I will be more established one day, but with my full time job, this is just a hobby for now, and I'm really enjoying the attention and the fun and the meeting of people mostly uh, getting to interact. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've had chats with you and then the, the people that you have met, <laughs> it's just, yeah, you've had a great, just a great experience, even if it is sort of like part-time but the, the amount of joy. Oh yeah. I can feel oh, yeah. when I talk to you about it and the passion. My, my friendship with Eric Ward is very funny. Uh, some people are calling it a bromance, <laughs> his wife especially, and my fiance, or even my daughter picked up on that. But since we both share that passion for vintage stuff, we're always, if he's at an uh, antique store or a thrift store or a yard sale or something, he'll send me a picture of something he thinks would make a cool lamp, or I'll pick up something that I think would be perfect for his guitar, where he turns old guitars into art. And I, I think his stuff is absolutely amazing, and uh, yes. uh, our, our, our passion resonates with each other. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask where you found most of the things that you repurpose. So do you go, one of my favorite places to walk around is Antique Mall on Bonnie Road. Are you? I, I, I have visited there, yes. Yep. Uh, some great, I find some good tap handles there, way in that one back aisle. Uh, sometimes I find bits and pieces. I, I find a, a piece of marble, like that would be used for a great base for putting an espresso pot lamp. Or mm. um, uh, I found a Bacardi pour spout recently where it's the Bacardi bat and it inspired uh, one of my lamps. It was a, a Budweiser tap handle that I converted into a lamp called FCK COVID. Um, <laughs> interesting enough, it got banned on Facebook, the name. I said, wait a minute, I see FCK cancer. What, what's wrong with COVID? <laughs> so, but it was, a, uh, it was a beautiful crystal base, which represented the transparency we were not getting from the country with COVID, what was going on in the world. It had the Budweiser tap handle, which represented all the happy hours we missed because of <laughs> COVID. Mm -hmm. It had uh, a hubcap, a Ford hubcap, which represented the fact that we couldn't drive anywhere, go anywhere, do anything, lockdown. And then you had the Bacardi bat, and we all know what that represented. So uh, it, it, it sold within the first couple of weeks there at the Painted Tree. I thought that oh, was very wow. cool. Do you normally put that much like thought in behind everything that you put on your lamps? Not always, but that okay. one came to me. When I found that bat, that was like home run, you know? Uh, yeah, that was a good one. I'm working on one right now. Uh, Eric Warden had got, Eric Warden's dad had gotten an award, uh, first place award for a um, um, car competition or something back in 1967. And it's a Chevy hubcap. And he goes, well, what can we do with this? And this is before he saw a lot of my stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had it for probably two years now. and I haven't finished it, but I'm very close to it because it's a thought process. It's not just a matter, it's not a kit. You don't buy the pieces and put it together. You've got to find the stuff that makes it what it is. So it has his dad's hubcap. It has a pair of dye that his mother had picked up in Las Vegas, a pair of red translucent uh, dye. And I'm working something in from Bob FM, the radio station where he works into the whole the whole uh, lamp. And I'm yeah. almost done with that. So it's, it's a process. And sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they make a statement. Most of the time it's, it's, I call it tugging on the heartstrings. You find something um, that resonates with people. Like I've made eight of these uh, animal cracker tin can touch lamps where it, they sell as soon like within the first week you put it out, boom, they're gone. I saw uh, that one. I saw that, that was so cool. I 
literally went up to it and I touched it and I was like, how did you do that? I, I don't know anything about engineering, but that was crazy. I was like, I did not expect that to just work I, so perfectly. I actually got in trouble at one show where some, some people came by and I said, we encourage touching and a group of ladies laughed about it. Another group came by and I said that again, and they were indignant. <laughs> I said, we encourage touching. And they're like, wow, what did you just say? So tell us a little bit then, the, the painted tree is fairly new. Tell us a little bit about the experience that you've had. Wow, what a, what a venue. I mean, I've had my stuff at certain places around town where I was paying close to 200 a month for rent and nothing sold because I did a 12-month commitment. Uh, I've, been, I've been in places where with a vertical vibe where they don't charge rent at all and the sales were good, but it's they're only open two days a week, so you don't have that consistent flow of traffic. Yeah. In this place, as you create your stuff, you drop it off, you tag it, and they maintain the spaces. If something gets lost, they'll put it back in your space for you. Um, what a concept. I mean, mm -hmm. I joined Etsy the first year I was doing the lamps as a committed project. And I thought, what a waste, because I paid to be elevated. Nothing ever sold. It was like, like, like. This, you need to touch, feel, see, experience, as you did with the lamp when you went, ooh. Right. You know, it's that aha moment when you go, I, that's so cool. And again, the the, the tugging on the heartstrings. I had one of those as a kid, or my grandmother had that as a kid. Um, so it really is about making the human connection. And that's what the painted tree does. It brings it off the computer screen where you could search for hours and not find anything, but you walk around and within an hour and there's people filling their carts with unique handmade pieces locally supporting local. It, and so they're, if they started with 18 of these stores, not started, but they had 18 stores last year. They're now up to 25 and still growing. Mm -hmm. That's, it's, it's an amazing concept. It, it really is. Yeah, because you've got all these home-based businesses that can't afford the, you know, the rent for a full, you know, storefront that they'd stand alone. But right. to share the space, I mean, I've been there now a couple of times myself and it is like I, I never would have found these places. Mm -hmm. But when when I was in there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could see buying that for so-and-so and that for so you know, like it was like I could just see all the gifts I would ever need to buy people. You know, it was all. Right. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and everyone that was there, like some of the stalls, they weren't man, as you say, like you drop your stuff off. And, and it was like, oh, where are they? Where's where's the owner of this one? Like, and they didn't even need to be there, but, you know, while people are shopping. So it felt like there was a bit of an element of trust as well. Um, and there's a good rapport between a lot of the, we, we're not just vendors, we're frienders. So um, <laughs> I, I ran into the couple that owns Old Main Street. I've admired their stuff for the longest time at Barrett Street Antiques and they were setting up a booth and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this was your booth. And we we're talking about collaborating or even uh, trying to get the word out on our own with flyers that would be placed at the hotels of the oceanfront. You know, you get a good overcast day or it's raining. Nobody wants to go to the beach. Come on over to the painted tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised so, they haven't already done that themselves. It's getting there. People are working together. Uh, even The painted tree is doing a lot to get the word out. And the staff is all new there. Some of the, a handful of people, uh, vendors are a little upset with things. But when you overall look at the whole picture, it is a phenomenal venue to just be able to and provide you more time to create because all you have to do is drop it off, tag it and go home and start making more again. Yeah. Is it 100% full? 
Oh, baby. So I found out about it a week before they did their soft opening on May 7th. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, just walk around and see if you can find a booth that's open. I said, well, I'll take this one. Well, that's taken already. Well, how do you know? Look on the app. The app will tell you which one it's taken. So I found another one. Oh. All right, I'll take that one. Well, that one's taken too. I'm like, it doesn't say so on the app. Come on. <laughs> so I finally got the one booth. And then I called Eric Gordon. He goes, well, you got to let me in on your booth. <laughs> so the two of us, and it's worked out phenomenally. I turned around, he came back, he had the booth already decorated with his vintage records on the wall, which really made the whole thing pop, I thought. Yeah, it looks really good. And his guitars, and uh, yeah, his, 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 he's got a keen eye, which he got from his mom for staging and developing uh, a, a very, very good look. Yeah. Yeah, well, it comes through in his art, too. Like, the, the guitar art that he has is, like, it's amazing. If anyone wants to go and have a look at that, he, he, I think he posts some pictures of it. On, uh, he just put two new pieces up um, this week. Uh, one is a piece he made during the election. His his wife is uh, his wife's family is diehard Democrat. His parents were diehard Republican, <laughs> and they haven't they don't butt heads. Phenomenal, good kudos to them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, the guitar piece is amazing. It's made from buttons and um, a vintage American flag box, and just just incredible American history of both sides of the American po- uh, political system. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Um, so at some point, you know, it sounds like, you know, you're spending a little bit more time with this business venture. Do you want to go full time uh, or is it something you're going to do when you retire? What's the plan? I, you know, I'm all over the map. Real estate is a, a big passion of mine. The economy has not helped that situation, but I'm still looking for my next rental property. That's uh, very rewarding. I've been I've been on ship since I was 18 years old. Then went to a Merchant Marine Academy, and uh, I quit sailing around 2001. Uh, and it, it's just I I I'm all over the map. <laughs> just you know, one minute the passion is in the real estate when it's when the market's good, and then I'll focus on the lamps. And then you know when I have time from uh, from my day job, yeah. So, but yeah, it would be a cool thing to open a um a uh, store of my own one day or um uh, or set up in more locations around town i've had my stuff at uh uh room blooms and more up in uh hilton village also at the joe louise pop shop um uh let's see where else uh the unique antique market um several places around town but the painted tree by far is the most unique setup i've ever seen it's uh quite the place and it's amazing how so many vendors at that one location in virginia beach have locations in Oklahoma, um, Chicago, Colorado, and they make trips where they bring stuff, drop it off, and they'll come back three months later and change it out again. Wow! Amazing to cover their travel and. I guess so, but they're they're selling. They're selling. You know. I thought it was purely like local businesses, but I didn't realize. No, no. So they're opening up a location very close to my sister in South Carolina, in North Carolina, outside of uh, Mecklenburg, I think. So I'm considering when I go to visit her, set up a station yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's talk There's talk about a, uh, setting up in New Jersey where I still have a lot of family and friends. That would be a good little side trip and all attacks right off at the same time. So yeah. it's all very, very good. Yeah, free trips. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it sounds like you've got lots planned and juggling a few balls there. <laughs> a few. 
just a few. I got to get my daughter through college. She starts college this year. This this whole thing with uh, her starting in with me uh, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. the, the kid is just amazing. Her after she earned my old truck, she took my truck and she's been doing doggy daycare and delivering, doing food delivery. And she's heading off to college with a bank full of money that I never had when I started college. So she's done really well. The, the life lessons have worked out for her. They really, it sounds like you set her up very well on like an entrepreneurial journey herself. Um, yep. Yeah, just starting your business with her. You know, not many people get the chance to do that. Uh, must have been a good experience to have that with her and for her to have that with you. It was, it was probably the, of, the, of the 10 years of doing this, that was the most fun, having her side by side and going to some of the events. Yeah. That was with uh, the, the first ones we attended together with were with, uh, Leah at the Rustic Cottage on yeah. Shore Drive. They had a uh, third Thursdays, every third Thursday of the month in the fall. And we'd go down there, run, I'd go pick her up real quick. We'd rush down to Shore Drive, set up our little table with our lamps. So, yeah. Very good. Yeah. You mentioned just, I now I'm doing a bit of a throwback, but you mentioned you're from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, easy. <laughs> what brought you here in the first place? Ships. Okay. Ships. Right, Big shipping area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and what made it most attractive was homes up in New Jersey in the 80s and 90s were 250, 300. And we're only starting to hit that now here. You know, for the most part, you know, or, or a couple of years ago. Now it's 400, 500. Mm. So it was insane. Try and, and in addition to that, when you buy a home in Jersey, not only are you paying the mortgage, but your monthly taxes equal the mortgage. What? Isn't that crazy? Is so that tax? That's it's just the tax state overtaxed. Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. It is crazy. So you pay a mortgage of twenty five hundred. You got to pay the taxes at twenty five hundred. Five thousand dollar a month home. Yeah. Have they had people leave the area? <laughs> Just no. Of that. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So do you like it down here? I I love it down here. I we would. My parents had a summer house in Cape May, four or five miles from the beach, mm -hmm. um, close to where the ferry comes in. So we started going there my sophomore year of high school. And I always thought, this is so cool. And you're down at the beach all year long. And so now it's the same thing. I live, I live three and a half miles from the beach. So the goal with the property and the investing in real estate is that every year I got a little bit closer to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Eventually you'll be like right on the beach. But then the sea level rises and you'll be like, I need to move back. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's a great note to end on. <laughs> that sounds depressing now, but no. meet me at the beach. Meet me at the beach in about five years. <laughs> All right, but we are um, running out of time. So, Tim, did you have right. any last comments or thoughts you wanted to share with our audience? Uh, come on down to the painted tree. Come on down to Vertical Vibes. See what we have. See what local art is, and uh, especially local art with a philanthropic twist with Lori Dunn with what's going on down there at the Vertical Vibe. Um, uh, I'll give a shout out to my friend Nesto and Michael Morgan and uh, Michael Nash and what they do and uh, Amy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, uh, there's so many good artists down there. There really are. Sean Sean Brown, who is um, he's he's autistic and he, he developed his art skill in high school, where he does cartoon like characters and they're phenomenal. So yeah, I can't say enough great things. Uh, about that place so yeah come on out check out local art 
and support your local artists. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, thank you. Awesome. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank keep, you. Love what you guys do. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So you've been listening to the Retail Is podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can find more at retailalliance.com slash retail slash dash. Wait, retail dash is dash podcast. Or you can search YouTube for Retail Alliance. I'm Abby Cheyenne. And I'm Kylie ross -Sybert. Thank you for listening. I'm Tim Dooley. <laughs> and that's Tim Dooley. <laughs> Thank you for listening.